So in this RV Small Talk podcast, we're going to talk about the most invasive of invasive species for your RV. Water. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. H2O, no! <laughs> That's right. Water. When it gets in your trailer and you don't want it to, there's no end to the troubles. Terrors. Sadness. <laughs> Welcome again to the RV Small Talk <laughs> Podcast, where we talk about lightweight trailers, truck campers, and the people and places and adventures that go along with them. Again, we are your hosts from Princess Craft RV here in Round Rock, Texas. I am Clint. I'm PJ. And I'm Lindsay. Thanks for listening to this crazy. Absolutely. So how about let's talk about what we're going to do about water, because I've used a lot of about in that one sentence that had no punctuation. <laughs> There's a lot of abouts about water. What, what is that all about? Um, wow. You're pretty good at this. I'm, I'm good at turnabout. It's all fair play. Have you ever been on a walkabout? Or roundabout? I love roundabouts. Roundabout, silly. I go like, I go around a lot until my kids get mad at me. Do you go faster and faster or slower and slower? And I just go the same speed. I just don't ever leave the roundabout. I just keep going around. Have you seen that uh, some rural community, and I forget in what state, they added a roundabout in the middle of nowhere and it turned into chaos? Why? I don't know, because they needed something to do with an existing crop circle. I would drive really far, yeah, to go... Just to a roundabout in the middle of nowhere. That's awesome. It, 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 I forget. Is this kind of like the Prada shop outside Marfa in the middle of absolutely nowhere? Yeah, but that makes perfect sense. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Yeah, these people can actually drive on this roundabout. You can't actually go into the Prada shop. Well, I don't know. If you see the video, it's questionable if they can drive. Uh, yeah, on, this on roundabout. This roundabout. Like this, uh, <laughs> so maybe mm, we'll look it up. I, maybe yeah. we'll include it in the show notes. I am sorry. It just came to mind. Okay. So, but today we're talking about water. Why? Well, last week we talked with Avery Tomasco about all the rain situations that we've had here locally, but really it's been the whole country has had this crazy precipitous weather. So rain plus RVs equals? Terror. Absolute terror. Anxiety. Chaos. Stress. Ah! And a lot of service phone calls. Yes. Leaks can happen. Yes, usually in the spring. Some will grow through the summer. A late fall leak is nice. If you, uh, if you, no. I mean, like, can you hear me shaking my head right now? It's, I know it's just audio, but <laughs> I'm shaking it vigorously. Um, but leaks are scary for people. Uh, there's just, I mean, there's so many. It's not just like, okay, there's water here. This is what we do, right? right? It's like a whole map and so many different things can go wrong. Um, and such a small thing, a small intrusion or whatever, could be a major repair issue if it is not checked quickly. Or it could not be a major right. repair issue. Right. It could but not be scary. Know. Right. But everyone <laughs> panics. So let's Suspense. let's talk to one of the smartest RV technicians I've ever met and maybe get some clarification on this water situation. Who's that? Oh, you know, our buddy, Matt Curran. <laughs> I don't know. Why are you making that face? I'm just listening. <laughs> you listen with that face? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I do. 
So one of the biggest things that people ask about, talk about whether they're buying, they've had an RV, doesn't matter, maintenance service. The One of the top issues is always water, but it's not the getting water from the faucet. It's the water that comes into your trailer or sits in your trailer or it's in your walls or it's in your floor. It doesn't matter. Leaks are an issue. The uninvited water. So today you just heard his voice. We have Matt. Matt, should we say your last name? Sure. Why not? (laughs) Curran? Yeah, you got it. Because I've always said Curran, but is it Curran? Well, people say Curran, Curran. There's all sorts of ways, but Curran is correct. Oh, yes. I've been at this for a while. Okay, so he's been here with Princess Craft forever, and he has seen a lot of water issues in his time here. So we brought him in as an expert on leaks. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. Sure, sure. So, um, So let's jump in. What... When people talk to you about leaks, what is the worry? Biggest thing is they always assume that it's going to immediately damage something that is permanent. Permanent or super expensive to repair? Correct. Is it possible that it can immediately do the damage or is there more of a time window? Uh, Most of the time there's going to be a little bit of a time frame before it'll actually start causing any permanent damage unless... You know, some of the wood paneling that's made in some RVs is if you start getting into some composite type wood, like a MDF mm-hmm. substrate, stuff like that. Those, as soon as they get wet, they will blow it up. But other than that, most of the products out there nowadays will take a little bit of time. Well, there are two main types of leaks here. There's leaks like water coming from the outside, getting into your trailer. Uh, if it's raining, if your seals are messed up, you know, windows, doors, mm-hmm. vents, things like that. Correct. But then there's the leak that comes from within. And sometimes that can be a little bit harder to pinpoint sure. and find um, like your pipes are leaking or something's going on inside. So how common are the the intrusive leaks like through windows and things? I'm, I'm not not talking about the human error ones where you leave a window open or a vent open. How common are, are the we oops, yeah. fill up a pitcher and pour it onto the ground? Not right. like that. No, no. OK. Forget <laughs> to close the shower curtain. Yeah. Are, are these are, are leaks through seals and, and windows and vents pretty common? They can be. Um, they normally take a little bit of time before those will start to develop enough as a problem to physically see the water inside the trailer. Okay, so it can be like a, such a slow start that it could develop before you have a chance at noticing. Correct. It could be something that pulls up inside somewhere, inside a ceiling or inside a panel, and then eventually starts working its way where you start seeing it dripping out inside the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, side windows are going to be a little more obvious because there's not much room for anything to go. Okay. Uh, the roof is where you start getting into some concerns where you kind of have to trace it down because water follows path of least resistance, but it'll take a little bit of time to see it sometimes. Okay. So what you're saying is if it's leaking out of the vent, it necessarily isn't coming in at the vent? Correct. Okay. Not every time. Water water moves in mysterious ways. It does. So it can, like, I know, I know this. It can, it can come in at the front and go out at the back? Correct. It could be coming in through somewhere on the roof, anywhere, because most roofs and RVs, a lot of them are hollow, or they're going to get into the interior panel, and then you'll start seeing it run into a different area. So it could be coming through a penetration point on the roof that 
drips down, but then you see it dripping out of a skylight in the bathroom. Now, skylights and vents, you can get them both where it'll be dripping straight under the skylight or the vent. And it is the skylight or the vent. That is the problem. But mm. that's how do you know? You just have to get up on top and do a physical inspection and check sealants and see where it's coming from. Okay. So, okay. All I right. think this is part of why water leaks are so terrifying to customers is because there's different ways that can happen and they're hard to diagnose and it's not. Yeah. I mean, correct. I hear the tech tours every day, you know, every 90 days, check your seals, check your seals. Right. Um, I think that's probably one of the best ways to keep water out. But in general, it's just. Now, that's one thing that a lot of customers, when you when I talk to them and I've been face to face with customers in our service lane as they're dropping off and explaining to them, hey, there's a whole bunch of gaps, there's cracks, there's voids in your sealants. When was the last time you checked them? I've never checked them. Well, manufacturers recommend every 60 to 90 days. Oh, I've never heard that. That's a huge thing that people do not pay attention to. Isn't so, it in the manual? Sometimes I mean, some manuals. Okay, well, let's, I mean, uh, there's not I a mean, lot of manuals anymore. Correct. People don't. The also, manufacturers don't make manuals. They just them? put info online. Correct. Okay, I include online as a manual. As a manual, but yes. even I, then, but yeah. even then, you're opening up that can of worms to where's yeah. my manual. "Quote unquote." Yeah, manual. I don't know. Okay, so. fine. I look up manuals online all the time because that's where they you're are. You're a nerd. <laughs> it's because that's where they are. Because you're a nerd. I don't. <laughs> okay, so that is one thing that, especially in Texas, if it's going to be stored outside and exposed to the heat, exposed to the elements, not covered, covered storage, whatever it may be, those seals on the roof and seals on the sides are going to start deteriorating a lot faster than what most manufacturers are comfortable talking about because they're mostly up north they don't see a lot of the extreme conditions that we see down here um, mm -hmm. so 60 to 90 days to me is kind of a little extended i normally would say at least once once a month or once every other month so that you can catch it before it becomes a problem and what are you looking for just like holes like in the a, seals are we talking or like, like a pinhole or it can be small pinholes it can be cracks it can be so any type of separation from the sealant to what it is trying to seal so whether it's the vent, whether it's the roof, the so side look trim, around the windows, like look around anything correct. where two two pieces come together. Anything that is installed or cut out into the side or roof of the trailer needs to be sealed. Now there are a whole lot of frameless windows out there on the market now that do not have seals around do them. Do they, they have use, more of a gasket? They use more of like a rubber type of gasket that gets compressed. So now that's not going to be something that's going to be as easy to track down for a consumer to see, but. You start seeing sealant, silicone type sealant around trim, around your power cords, anything like that. On the roof, it's going to be around anything on your roof, your vents, your plumbing vents, skylights, antennas. Everything. What about the AC? Because that's always scary for people when they look at it. Well, sure. considering they also generate some condensation just exactly. by operating. Exactly. Correct. So the air conditioners use a foam rubber type gasket that gets compressed onto the roof when it is installed. Um, now, as it gets older, just like any other foam rubber type component, it can start softening up. It's bouncing down the highway, getting loose. There are There is a potential that that could start developing a leak over time. Now, that's not something you want to put silicone on. Please don't. That makes it a heck of a lot harder to replace that air conditioner. <laughs> right, right. Um, we see that a lot as like a temporary emergency. I saw water dripping, so I sealed it up. Now, that can damage your roof to where when we pull the AC off, it cuts the membrane and 
now we're you know, now we're it's all game. yeah so and that's are, really how you get water leaks right that's really how you get a water <laughs> leak so if the gasket is there for a reason the manufacturers have designed them like that for years and they have not been a problem as long as they are properly installed now there is you don't smash them you don't bottom it out if you do then your condensation out of the ac does not have anywhere to go but inside the camper the drains on those acs drip out the bottom of the air conditioner itself onto the roof and will run outside right so if you think that you have something like condensation starting to track inside versus running down the roof and down the channel and off um, and you're out and about you don't have another gasket on you i don't know anyone who carries another gasket what sure. it, what is the what's the thing what do you do so unfortunately it would require some removing of pieces to get to there's four bolts that hold the air conditioner down and compress that gasket now, if you do seal it, as long as people, I've had people remove the AC, seal it, slap it back down. That's what I don't want y'all to do. <laughs> so they lift, off, they lift off the, the unit on the outside, on the Correct. exterior, put down sealant and smash that down like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. A peanut butter and concrete sandwich. Yes. Make <laughs> Yes. Okay. So well, now emergency situation, if you have to dab some silicone in a corner just to kind of help keep it, you're not fixing the problem. You're putting a Band-Aid on it. Now, if that's what you have to do on the trip just to keep water from dripping on you while you're sleeping, then so be it. But make sure it gets addressed immediately as soon as you can so that it doesn't create any further issues down the line. So let's talk about those issues. Let's talk about the scary stuff. Right. Dump so you them. have like, yeah. <laughs> so you have a water leak and, you know, you said before that water leak does not equal everything's ruined forever. However, if something goes unnoticed or is not taken care of, um, what are some of the nightmares that can happen to your RV? Yeah, Matt. When does Matt get concerned? Um, when you start seeing soft materials so the roof and most campers what you see on the inside the ceiling i'm sorry is going to be most of the time is going to be some type of wood paneling um, now if you can take a pen or your finger to it and it's soft and squishy there there's something wrong yeah okay I, I mean i get that but we're trying to help people figure out how to avoid issues when it's soft and squishy isn't it really too late Correct. And that takes I a did. Long. I did ask him for nightmares. Yes. Nightmares like specifically. Okay. He says nightmares specifically. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. I, I, I guess maybe I misread it. I was thinking nightmares of leaks, like the worst kind of leak situation. Yeah, like a squishy ceiling. Okay. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> so right? if you can pop it like a... Never mind. Yeah, mm. that's it. What about like, a, like mildew, rust, things like that? So a lot of mildew can be removed. There's tons of chemicals on the market nowadays that are going to mitigate that growth and keep it to where it'll stay at safe levels. Mm -hmm. um, so even if there is a little bit of mold, a little bit of mildew, doesn't necessarily mean everything's got to be replaced and we got to start from scratch. Can anybody tell me the difference between mold and mildew? Mold is bad. Is there a difference? I'm, I'm genuinely asking. I don't and know. You know, I don't know. Okay. I, Somebody I, will I think text I, in and say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I th I think they're very related. Okay. I just didn't know if there was a difference. Like one was like poisonous or one was the smell and one was the, how it looks. I don't know. Yeah. I feel stupid now. <laughs> so do you have more or less concern? Now we all feel stupid. I know. Right? 
Uh, do you have more or less concern depending on how the walls and ceilings are constructed? Like if it's aluminum frame, which is pretty popular and modern right now, or if it's stick and tin, does that really change your perspective on a potential issue and the severity? Correct. Because stick and tin, a lot of them, there are some of them out there that are going to be aluminum frame, but most of them are going to be a wood framing, especially when you get into the roof. A lot of the ways that they get those arches on the roof sometimes is going to be wood framing. If you get into a stick and tin uh, trailer, then it will be. But most of them that we deal with, most of what's out there on the market nowadays is going to be an aluminum, which really, even if it gets wet, is going to take more than just water to make it be a problem. Okay. What about laminated walls? Since that's such a, the most common way of building. Yeah. All we ever hear is. Does it cause separation? It's possible. Uh, Most of the time, if it does, there's the exterior sides of the trailer is, you know, it has a fiberglass layer on the outside, but then there's actually a wood backer to that fiberglass because the fiberglass layer is actually really thin. Okay. So if it didn't have that fiberglass, that wood backer, the fiberglass doesn't have any structure to it. So the wood backer is what, if it gets soft, that's when you can potentially start seeing some, what they call delam, which is delamination because the glue is no longer sticking to the fiberglass layer. Uh-huh. Now that's not always water related. That can be manufacturer related. Where or glue related. Correct. Or it could something. just be an adhesive failure. It doesn't okay. necessarily, if you're looking at a brand new trailer or a used trailer and you see a bubble on the side, doesn't necessarily mean there's water damage back there. And that's something that people get really, really freaked out about and sure, panic about. Sure. But if it's strong and solid behind the bubble, that bubble doesn't flex too much, then there's really, unfortunately, the to trace it down and try to fix it is pretty costly and pretty intrusive to the side of the camper. So uh, it might just be like the way it looks. Correct. It's just a cosmetic problem. Mm-hmm. Correct. Well, if you so, have a bubble like that and you have major temperature swings over time, um, or if it, there is a little bit of moisture in there and it freezes a few times, could that cause more problem because of the expansion of water as it freezes and what not? Sometimes. Water, water in the bubble? In the bubble? Yeah, in the bubble. If you have delamination, you usually see a bubble. So uh. most of the time, you're not going to get a lot of condensation in the wall itself. Um, now, you can because of the aluminum framing. Sometimes you'll see when you when it big temperature swings, mm-hmm. you'll look at the side of a trailer. And, and you can, can see, see the a skeleton. You can see the lines. <laughs> yeah, true. Where the aluminum frame is. I think that's so cool. Yeah. So that's going to obviously lead to some sort of condensation, some sort of moisture that gets in the walls. Normally, that is alone is not enough to cause any damage. A lot of that is going to evaporate and get mm-hmm. out before it does any damage. Okay. okay. Now that we're talking about sidewalls, what about Asdell? Because all the manufacturers are touting Asdell, which is a composite like PVC, doesn't soak up any water, and they're using that as a backer underneath the fiberglass on the outside. May is not that- be under the fiberglass, but it'll be your interior walls. There, there is other composites that they use that's not wood under the fiberglass, but the Asdell is more of like a woven texture. Almost like, if you look at it, it almost looks like fiberglass. Mm-hmm. Um, that's typically what they use on the interior walls. I haven't seen too much of it exterior walls when we've cut into them. <laughs> there may be some that we've that are out there that we don't see, but the ones we deal with here, when we cut into fiberglass, 
there's no asdo behind the fiberglass yeah. itself. It but is anytime interior. you've cut into cut a port to get something through um, a wall or something like that, even if it has asdo, asdo is impervious until you've cut a hole through it. In which case, water can get past it. Water can get past it, but it's not going to damage it. it. Right. Asdo. I mean, you could set that thing in a glass of water if you wanted to, and it's, nothing's ever going to happen to it. So if you had aluminum framed walls, Asdell, are you bulletproof for You're wall bulletproof damage? for damage, potentially, but as bulletproof as you can be. Okay. Now there's still a possibility of DLAM because of adhesives and everything else that could go happen, but doesn't solve you from having water leaks. Now it won't damage anything. What's there is not gonna get mold, it's not gonna get soggy, it's not gonna lose its structural integrity but you can still get water past it, through it, in it. It still right. doesn't keep you from ever having water leaks. So now, you still have to Maintain seal it. it. Okay. So we've talked about this, the roof, the ceiling, and the walls. Most of the time, people are really, really worried about the floor getting getting soft, squishy, rotting out, stuff like that. Because well, that, that would mean it, the water's coming from inside somewhere, right? Not, I don't know if it's necessarily, but more often it's going to be coming from a plumbing issue in that case, or am I wrong on that? It could be both. I mean, water's water, so it doesn't matter if it's coming what? from plumbing or if it's coming from a ceiling. <laughs> water or, doesn't care. <laughs> water doesn't care. <laughs> so if it gets in your ceiling, it can track down a wall, or if it gets in a wall, it can track down the so wall, my, get into the floor. If the floor is squishy, I could have a ceiling, a leak in my ceiling? Possibly. That's crazy. You could have a You're talking anywhere. crazy. You could have also forgot to turn off the faucet and overflow That's more sink. likely. <laughs> That's way more likely. So, and it depends. I mean, we've had some that have, we've had customers come in and say, hey, the lights in my slide out are dripping water. Yeah. It's not leaking from the slide. It's you leaking don't say, from hey, the ceiling above awesome. the slide when cool it's feature. So, Cool feature. Cool yeah. feature. It's a waterfall It's the light. new water feature. <laughs> <laughs> so where you see the water is not always where the water is coming from. You should say that again. Where you see the water mm-hmm. is not always where the water is coming from. Lesson number one. So it might be. And two and three and four. It might be precipitation. Could be. Condensation. Could be a water feature. Manipulation. (laughs) Water. It's called water manipulation. All the Asians. Yeah. Okay. So the floor is, to me, more scary of an issue. Why? Because it's because, what gosh, everything gotta, else is sitting on. <laughs> seems like it's so much more difficult for any work to be done on it. You know, any hmm. repairs. I've, I've seen some extensive stuff like you. the floor is the issue. And yet you have to remove the wall to get to it. You know, it, it just seems like it. everything ties into it. It does. It's it, the backbone, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Everything it's the, it's is the mounted base. to it. It's the base of the trailer, really. It's I mean, the it's, foundation. Foundation. it's the foundation. The foundation of the trailer yes. uh-huh. is the floor. That's right. <laughs> so so let's, uh, let's take a, a talk about the plumbing, which is, you know, it can be right in the walls. It could be behind or underneath the shower, the toilet. It could be your plumbing dealing with your tanks and all that. Correct. And well, it can be so hard to know that it's happening until it's way too late. Correct. Now, with plumbing, that is one of the bigger ones that where you see the water is not where the water is coming from. If it's leaking out of a faucet, it could run down the lines and drip under the shower. So how do you find it? That's where we come in. (laughs) (laughs) A flashlight. Or the tech tours say, this is not a customer serviceable unit. (laughs) Sometimes, I mean, we've had 
multiple times where, hey, we may fix one issue and then there's another issue that comes up or, you know, what seemed to be the most obvious and was obviously a problem is not the root cause. It may just be a part of it. So, so what would be the first if somebody called you and you can't help them and you have to walk them through it? How do you find the how would you start to find the leak? You just like dry everything and then just watch it. That's what I would do. You can, but like Clint was saying, some of this plumbing runs through walls, not the exterior walls typically, but through interior walls, behind paneling, through cabinets, under subfloors. I mean, it, it can be very hard. Now, that is something that you call and I talk to you over the phone. I'm going to try my best to steer you in the right direction, but I'm not there looking at it. And no offense to you customers, but sometimes phone. you may not be able to explain it properly to where it makes sense. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> that never happens. No. So you know the thing over there on the side, and it's yes. dripping, and it's under there. So I took this out, and I yeah. siliconed around it, but it's still dripping. Mm-hmm. And I still can't even figure out like if battery disconnect on means on or off or off. I mean, like I'm not going to try to like is the trailer on or is the trailer off? Yes, yeah, the, the battery, battery connected when it's off. The right, because it's off? a disc. Honest anyway, power on. It doesn't matter because I've been off. told 15 times and I still don't ever get it right. So let's go back to the leaks that I'm not going to try to fix if I can't even figure that out. Yeah. Is there a way to, to pressure check or would that be that be really resource or time intensive to pressure check every single line and fitting? Correct. And the other thing with plumbing is most of these manufacturers nowadays, what the types of fittings that they are using have rubber type cone washers in them to make their seal it's not teflon tape it's not glue it's not swedged together pipe like you see in a house a lot of houses now are using pecs most manufacturers and rvs are using pecs so they're clamped together fittings that human beings are putting together that means some room for error with how tight they are whether they're crimped correctly now driving them down the road can make a huge difference once they're once they leave the shop, could mm-hmm. change. Once the, they rattle around going home? Correct. Once or to the campsite? Exactly. Once they're pressurized, that can change. Once they're pressurized and depressurized enough times, temperature swings. If it's hot and cold, you're heating the water up, running water through the system. Mm-hmm. That's a hot, that's heat that's going to expand it. You cool it back down, it's going to contract. Now, if they weren't tight to begin with, as tight enough, they may not leak. They will very well not leak when they're in the shop. You get home, go oh, that's later, they may start leaking again. Now, that's unfortunately something that happens a lot. <laughs> right. So if somebody says they think they have a leak in their plumbing, how do you check it? So the biggest thing that we run into is a lot of customers, most, of, most customers know that they need to use some type of pressure regulator. Um, when you have your incoming water, you're hooked up to city water at a campsite, your house, wherever it is. The water pressure is not always regulated. It can be sky high or it can be very low. Now you want to keep that under control so that it maintains a certain pressure. Most pressure regulators, if they're not adjustable, are going to go between 50 and 55 PSI. Now, if you're at a campsite, you didn't use your regulator and it was sky high at 70, 80 or higher, and you had a leak and you bring it in, my guys in the shop are using regulators. Our pressure is not very high. It's 50 to 55. We may not see the same leak that you saw at the campsite. Uh, that makes sense. So try to stay consistent with what you're using because 
Everybody use a knows. water pressure regulator. Correct. All and, the time. Yeah, every correct. time. And I would be the guy who'd be like, do I dive, do I give up that information that I didn't use a regular? I, I understand it. Yeah. But, but <laughs> that I, is so true. Right. But if I so want true. you to, to help me, I need to go ahead and own up to that. Correct. If We're I not, didn't use no a regular. There's no judgment. It, they, things happen, but it saves a lot of time and a lot of headache. If that's not the case, it's not going to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. Nobody's going to make you feel bad that you didn't use a regulator. But it will help the guys a lot to figure out and track down if something was wrong or not wrong yes because we don't know the guys don't know we weren't there when you when it started leaking we weren't on your camping trip with you we Darn. have to go by what happens when it's in the shop and when it's in the shop it's under a controlled environment right do water pressure regulators fail they can potentially if so if, I, if somebody says yeah i used it i've been using the same one for eight years yeah we all caught that claim. We were just trying to work yeah. past it. We were just I'm ignoring you. I had to get it out of my system. Keep on yeah. going. You, you feel better now? Yeah. I got another one in the bank. <laughs> so can they? do you replace them every certain amount of time? I mean, how do you know if it's working? I mean, I would always err on the side of caution. And if it's been a year and you've been done a boatload of camping that year, then go ahead and just buy another one. They're inexpensive enough. They're readily available. I mean, mm -hmm. the more expensive ones I've seen that are not adjustable are probably 30 bucks at most. Mm -hmm. Now there's plastic, there's brass, probably go with the brass rather than plastic just to save yourself the headache of screwing something up because <laughs> it can get sure. annoying. Sure. When they're threaded, I, I've cross-threaded those the a little bit. The plastic so much, yeah. And there I am at the campsite going, oh, now what do I do? Exactly. I can't get this on. I can't get it to quit leaking. Yep. Then I have a leak right there at the hydrant. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, and the regulators don't matter. We get a lot of customers that ask. It doesn't matter if it's before the hose, at the camper, at the spigot. It doesn't matter. That's not what we say in our tech tours. Mm. You can put it before the hose to protect the hose. Yeah, it, it depends. If on, you can't yeah, exactly. fit it, some of these campers nowadays have compartments that these water hoses hook to. So if you can't get it in there, you want to keep it locked up. Like the tabs have a fitting inside now that you run the hose into. Mm -hmm. Some people want to protect it. They're like, oh, I don't want someone to steal it. If somebody's going to steal your water pressure regulator, you, can, you need to find another campsite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't that the truth? So you have options on how to use them, but it's going to serve the same purpose either way. So if you were to say, all right, I'm going to give you the bulleted list of how to be preventative for water issues, whether they be intrusive or plumbing, what would your bulleted list be? For the intrusive exterior Coming in when it's raining or when the air conditioner is running and dripping condensation somehow into the camper, maintenance, inspections regularly. Um, if it's in Texas, like I said, if it's going to be outside, exposed to the elements, I would say at least once a month or once every other month, get up there. Unfortunately, that involves getting physically on the roof of your trailer. Now, make sure the roof of your trailer is a type of roof that can be walked on not all of them are or just shimmy your ladder all the way <laughs> down one side and then all the way back up the other correct and you will see i mean i've done sent customers some google images if you look up deteriorating roof sealants you're going to see that it's pretty obvious um it's going to be pretty straight right in your face hey that's a crack water can get through that that's what you're looking for that's what you're trying to cover now most roof sealants are going to be a self-leveling type sealant it's in a tube of caulk that you put in your gun, squirt it over the hole. It is self-leveling, so it oozes out, fills the crack, fills the voids. Looks, looks kind of gross, but at it least does. you know, did the job. Yep. 
Now it does take time to set because it's going to be very, very tacky for a couple of hours. So don't drive off as soon as you do it because otherwise it's going to flail all down the roof and make a bigger mess and it didn't do its job. <laughs> Suddenly the car behind you is sealed. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, anything on the sides of the trailer are going to be mostly silicone. So that's a silicone type product, just same as what you'd find for your bathroom. The only difference is because it's sticking to fiberglass and rubber and other products, don't go buy the stuff at Home Depot because it can guarantee it's probably not going to stick properly. Um, there is specific stuff for RVs. There's Sica, which is one brand we use here. There's XTRM. There's ProFlex. If you ever want to make sure it doesn't leak again, but just don't ever plan on taking it off next time because it That's takes a right. long time. <laughs> um, so there's multiple products out there, but please do not use Flex Seal. Flex Seal does not work. Mm. <laughs> We've had campers sprayed down, hose down, flex tape. May help you in a pinch, but it is not a long-term fix. Doing it properly the way the manufacturers do it from the get-go is the way to fix it. Okay. Anything preventative other than a water pressure regulator for internal issues? I mean, Not, that seems like pretty much it, right? If you, the big thing, which a lot of us Texans probably found out this year, is if you don't properly winterize or drain your campers over the winter. Ooh, good one. That is going to cause a lot of problems. Which we're, okay. it's, I mean, that's just foreign yeah. language to us. Correct. Um, and a lot of Texans, yeah, learned their lesson this year. Yes. But. We've replaced a lot of water heaters that I can tell you I've seen one in the entire time I've been here that have cracked and the guy was from up north. We've replaced a lot this year that have cracked. That's six gallons of water that froze enough to break an aluminum housing. Wow. And we just don't know what that's like on, you know, yeah. year over year. We don't <laughs> understand that. Hopefully we never will again, but just in case. But what I always tell people is if you're not planning, you don't have any camping trips planned over the winter. Just go ahead and winterize it. Because when those freak winter storms come through, you're not going to be right down the street. Yeah. Weather's <laughs> right. crazy. And the last thing you're going to want to do when it's 20 degrees or 10 degrees outside is go winterize your camper. No, <laughs> you're definitely going to want to go to the grocery store. And buy all the toilet paper. Over. Yes. Right. You don't. You want Good all point. the ramen noodles. <laughs> <laughs> but that's going to be your biggest thing to help prevent any big issues. Um, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of like routine maintenance type stuff to keep plumbing leaks from occurring is just the nature of the beast unfortunately okay. the big thing is before you have a camping trip go out there a couple of days ahead of time so that way you're not finding out at the campsite oh no i got uh, a water leak that's yeah. gonna ruin my trip don't jump in and just run down the road have it be part of a quote-unquote pre-flight checklist to get it pumped up with water pressurized mm -hmm. maybe leave it sit pressurized for a day or two and come back and check it because if you jump in there and go hook it up to the truck, drag it to your house the night before, then hit the road and take yeah. your camping trip for two weeks with the whole family, and then now all of a sudden your shower's spraying all over the place as soon as you turn it off. So I have I have an idea, and I think this is this is the way it should go. I think we need some RV branded Orbeez. What? And what we do is we put Orbeez underneath all of our cabinetry, anywhere there's plumbing or whatever. And should there be a water leak, these Orbeez just kind of expand, and suddenly you got these fun little orby marbles rolling around you know you have a water leak and they soaked up the water what are orbies you don't know what orbies are yes i do no you don't wink, wink. <laughs> you have a kid how do you not know what or they're like okay they start off like this big like teeny tiny and they're like 
hard. They're like little BB balls. Like smaller yeah. than rock salt and whatnot. I mean, they, yeah. they're tiny. And then you put them in water and then they like slowly over like they multiple turn into like hours. Competition sized marbles. They turn into like, and they're squishy and like filling up your bathtub with them and then just like sticking your hands in it. It's amazing. Oh, it's like the best thing ever. It's, it's amazing. I could play with them. Balloon. I could play with them That's for hours. Probably. They're so, so, so what do you think? Is, is this an idea? Put Orbeez in all of your spaces? It's not a bad idea, except for there was no way. I mean, they're just, they just roll around in the bottom of every cabinet. So you can be excited and they soaked up your water. Yeah. And but, you'll have a whole big job to clean them. Yeah. Up. That's, a, I see where you're going, but like maybe... Maybe, maybe we could just direction. tape a few or okay. maybe, maybe stop going there. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. You mentioned ramen and you repair things all the time. Have you seen these DIY channels yeah, on YouTube stuff with where they repair things and build things with ramen? Is, is this a thing that? in the RV world? Don't do that in the RV, please. <laughs> <laughs> then you have lunch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so many you've fixed your uses. wall and you have lunch. Yeah. Please <laughs> don't. Well, uh, I hope Everyone is maybe a little less scared, feeling a little bit more prepared, or at least knowing some maintenance tips, because I know water's just scary. You know, one of the biggest questions I get is, well, if I get a water leak, that's covered by the manufacturer, right? Under my warranty? Mm. No. Say that again. Not always. Now, that's where you skate this fine line. If it's leaking through the roof, your sealant's not covered by any manufacturer warranty because it is routine maintenance it's routine maintenance it is part of owning a trailer part of an rv ownership is to inspect those sealants and take care of it it seems like it would be very difficult to prove manufacturer or component fault on anything plumbing or water related like really hard to prove now the only thing i will tell you if it is a failed fixture your faucet starts leaking and it can't be tied to freeze damage that could very well be covered by manufacturer if it's a loose fitting that just needed to be hand tightened not exactly what and and i'm sure that's case by case manufacturer by manufacturer and so frustrating correct and that's case by case by what the leak is but just that is something that gets a lot of people frustrated because not all of it is i mean some of it is the name of the game for what the manufacturers say. Some of it is environmental. Um, it just depends. So, but I can tell you 100% if it is leaking past a window that has some gaps in the sealant, leaking past a roof vent that has mm-hmm. cracks in the voids up top, not going to be covered because it wasn't sealed. Okay, now you use the word depends. So, no, you can't uh, use those to Thank goodness. Man, the visual. Oh, my God. <laughs> what if we put Orbeez inside no, the depends? No. Stop. <laughs> All right. So moving on. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm talking gosh. about water leaks. I don't know what you're talking about. It'd be like one of those commercials for them. Yeah. <laughs> Changes color. It goes to blue. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's got indicator strip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other questions about <laughs> about uh, incontinence or leaks? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, we were serious for a long time. Yeah, I was getting tired. That of was it. yeah. That was one of the most <laughs> serious just... podcasts we've ever done. Not anymore. The only other thing I will add is with plumbing leaks, there is a good possibility that, like I said before, if you fix one issue. 
There may be another issue that comes up afterwards. So follow the whole line. Correct. Or take it to an RV tech. Correct. Because you could, <laughs> you could have an issue where, hey, now this one is losing so much, is causing so much pressure to be lost in the system. That, that by it the time unseats. We, correct. And by that the time sense. we get everything fixed and get it back up to pressure and back into operating range, you could find something else, especially with all this freeze damage that we're mm-hmm. running into. Okay. Good point. So if somebody calls you and says, hey, we're good, we got a part, and then we put it in and we call you back and say, hey, we found something else. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. That happens pretty often. Don't be mad. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean it. Yeah. I know the difference between mold and mildew now. Mildew is a type of mold. That's not a difference then. It's like it's like boots are a type of shoe. It's like Kleenex is a type of tissue. So I why know. does everybody <laughs> say this will help with mold and mildew. Because technically because they're the same thing. None they of just, us know that. Because <laughs> it just sounds good. Because, some, because mildew is mold, but not all mold is mildew. Like yes. a square. It's, it's like a square, right? Yes. 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 Uh, That's all I know. Okay. This I, has been such an informative I, podcast. I know. I learned so much. And I think Brent put a piece of chocolate on my desk, so I'm so wait, wait, wait. Go. mold oh. has a distinct okay so mildew has that distinct mildew smell which is horrible and all and mold is it more likely to smell like cheese <gasps> is that the way you determine the difference between these two molds? is cheese mold not mildew cheese isn't oh, mildew does it right. need water to be mildew <gasps> it, mind blown you said dun, you dun, knew dun. well i read like a tiny thing on google i did not go into depth um this will be our next week's podcast so everybody tune the in while we talk mold about and mildew. gross things and, cheese has and mold what is cheese in stinky feet and what's growing in between my toes is it mold or mildew <laughs> stay tuned for toe jam <laughs> well matt thank you for taking a little bit of time we, i know that we pulled you away from several jobs that you got your hands on but thanks for jumping in with us on the mics no worries. It's just hotter in here than it is outside right now for some reason. It's always hot in this office. Thank you. <laughs> well, it is so good to have someone more knowledgeable than me or you or you. I mean, we're smart about some things, but not really about RV leaks. I'm pretty so. good at Alec, and that's about where my smarts end. Alec? Smart Alec. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> like I wasn't when we started this podcast. <laughs> like something happened. <laughs> I think it's your jokes. Uh, no, but I, I, I feel a little bit more confident now. Not as scared. Know what to look for. It's all about maintenance, right? It's all about maintenance. Preventative care. Look at your stuff, man. Yes. Check your junk. <laughs> Check your junk. But I mean, really. If you have a leak in a junk, it's really problematic because a junk is an old Chinese or Japanese merchant ship. Ugh, Lord. (laughs) So, yes, check your junk for leaks. I got a junk leak. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's profuse. Cut cut it off. I need depends. I was about to say that too. Hand me a Depends with some Orbeez in it. Okay. Um, If you haven't yet, please rate us on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) 